0: Well, as you know, the man that follows me every weekday at 10 o'clock does a tremendous job is my dear buddy, Brian Kilmeade. You know him. Fox and Friends on Fox News. One Nation, 8 p.m. every Saturday night on Fox News. And then, as I just mentioned, right here, 10 o'clock every morning. Happy Friday morning, my man, Brian Kilmeade. It's been a wild week, right? It's been a wild week, yes. And uh, we got so many guests on today to cover A lot of these uh, issues. Curtis will join us right after you. He was on with Hannity last night. Taco right after that. We're going to talk to uh, Tom Kniff. I've got the exclusive. He happens to be Daniel Penny's attorney. He is not doing any other media except for me. You know, he ran against Bragg last year. And of course he lost, but no one really paid attention to the guy. I put him on, and he's forever loyal because of that. So Tom Kniff will join me in about three hours talking about Daniel Penny, wherever he can say. Other guests say include Scott Bayo and John Voigt and Joe Namath. But um, yes, a lot going on. We'll start with Donald Trump. He was on this show yesterday, Brian, and saying a lot of the same things you heard him say on CNN the night before. On Wednesday night, right off the bat, what were your impressions of Donald Trump, CNN, that whole fiasco we saw on Wednesday?
1: Well, I mean, it's just, number one, how clueless people are on CNN and how what a bubble they're in. If you watch the pre- and post-game show, they're horrified that the former president would actually go on a news network who's leading the charge to be the Republican nominee. That is called news. It's not up to you. That Your judgment in every way is to put him on. In CNN, evidently there were producers crying at their desk because they had him on. He tells so many lies. Really? What about the lies that the border is closed? What about the lies that Afghanistan was not chaotic? What about with Joe with, uh what Joe Biden says on a daily basis, it has to be brought back, even the fact that we're going to go to war if Taiwan's invaded. What about the fact that I never, knew any, uh, I never knew anything about Hunter Biden's overseas business dealings and what we found out this week about 20 separate companies in all these meetings with these business people and the central players in all these deals? What about all those lies? What if, uh, what if Fox got, uh, was saying, I don't want to interview Joe Biden? He lies. No, he's a leader, elected, he's the president, that is news. The way Donald Trump didn't put his best argument forward. I mean, Donald Trump at the border, they said, what about the child separation policy? Typical CNN question. A policy that was in place for two weeks that even Melania was against, that he amended, changed, and got, he got the best border working on so many different levels. Fired people that were ineffective. And then what he did is pressured all the Central and South American countries to enforce their borders. or so He took back their aid. And then he put tariffs on Mexico were threatened to do it and they stepped up. Why Donald Trump didn't tell his story better is beyond me. And he built four hundred and fifty miles of fence. Some of it was replaced because it was split rail fence. So you wanna you don't want to say that's real? Wrong. So she wants to come back and say fifty-two miles? Well, that was brand new, but the replaced four hundred and fifty, and remember why I didn't get it, because Democrats didn't want to build it, yet we're still using it as the primary block. For the millions coming across here. So I thought Trump was uh, composed. He was prepared. But I thought that he could have told his story better. And I I just can't believe that Caitlin Collins and them decided to spend 20 minutes on January 6th. When are they going to realize? Outside CNN newsroom, nobody cares.
0: <laughs> I mean nobody, nobody cares about January right, Nobody cares. And you're right, he, he could have done better on some of these answers, but I thought he did press on the wall. She said 52 miles about nine times. She called him a liar. She would talk over him, ask the same question time and time again. At O'Reilly on yesterday, he said, Sid, you're being too tough on her. She's 31 years old. I don't care. I don't care. I found her to be disgraceful. Really disrespectful. Disrespectful. Very, yes, very nasty like he said. I know she She's vying for the 9 p.m. job and she's got her marching orders from her bosses. But I don't care how pretty she is, how nice she is, how sweet she is, how young she is. She came off as a disrespectful, nasty person. I thought she was awful.
1: Yeah, uh, that's what she does. That's exactly how she was in the newsroom. I know her. I think she, you know, I always got along with her. I don't, you know, it's been a while when she was at the Daily Caller. And you know she hated work with Don Lemon, so she's gonna get her, it. Looks like she's gonna get the nine o'clock show. But that's the way she. That's the way Jim Acosta talked to the president. That is the way she talked to the president. Dismissive, without any respect. One thing about um, you know uh, Jackie Heinrich and Peter Ducey and everybody, they're respectful. They're respectful to the press secretary, respectful to the president, and he gives them no time. Trump walked up and down the line, told his press secretary, said, "I'll handle it." And he would point to people and just take any question at any time. He gets no credit for that. So, and that's somebody, you know, that's somebody that uh, I just think that I was hoping for the country's sake, that CNN actually had a new approach and invited him on to show that they're going to give him a fair hearing like they did in 2015. But it quickly changed after he won. They never thought he'd win, perhaps. So now uh, it's going to be no one's going to they're going to go back to their point five. And I think other candidates probably want to just say it's not even worth going over. No one's watching and they're not listening.
0: He actually said that to me, too. He said, I was hoping that they changed. And so he gave him 63 minutes. And even though the ratings were great and he told me yesterday, I got a bump again in the ratings and. And all that and uh you know, in his lead I should say. And he continues to, to to have big numbers ahead of both DeSantis and Joe Biden, even after again the arraignment in New York City after Alvin Bragg, even after the jury came back with that ridiculous sexually abused charge and uh and that fine, which I told you that night I thought was a win for Trump, and I still feel that way. Even with all that going on, his numbers and CNN, his numbers continue to rise and he's building big leads on just about everyone. Are you about that?
1: Yeah, I am. But I just want to see what happens after DeSantis gets in. You know, Chris Christie came on with us and just blew after that verdict and after the press conference tweeted, he's like that his answer on he saw, thought the president Trump's answer on abortion was terrible. He thought that his. Answer I, I just, his by the way, I disagree.
0: I, and I'm a pro choice guy. I'm not pro-life, I'm pro-choice. But to hear the president say, hey, now pro-life people can negotiate, but but I want everyone to be happy, that was not an awful answer. Just like the Ukraine-Russia thing. They wanted to nab him as a Putin ally, and you're rooting for Russia. He said, no, I want the people to stop dying, less bloodshed. So the one thing the president did do, and Chris Christie will never say a nice thing about him. He really won't, whether it's with you or Stephanopoulos. The president actually
1: went out of his way to try to make sure everybody was happy. What's wrong with that? A couple of things. Number one, you know, tactically, uh, the pro-life people are going to be extremely upset by that, that answer. And he knows he's, he needs the evangelicals to win anything, the nomination. He also needs them to win the general. They hate that answer. Number two, I like what he said about this. I'm not going to say that Vladimir Putin's a war criminal. Because how am I going to deal with him? And how, how much is he going to dig in and use nuclear weapons? Because he knows he's going to be arrested if he loses. So that was smart. And what his real answer was with Ukraine, you know, he can't end it in a day unless Vladimir Putin's just going to leave. So he was one one country invaded another. This wasn't a spontaneous fight. One country invaded and now they're getting their ass kicked and they're going to have a terrible spring and summer, by the way. But that's smart of Trump. Trump looks at everything as negotiation. If I come out and say, yeah, I want Ukraine to win, why would Russia sit down with him? So that was a good answer, but not saying I want Ukraine. You could say one country invaded another. That's never going to work in the 21st century, and that's got to stop now. But what I need to do is to be credible on both sides to stop this. I could do it myself, like Teddy Roosevelt with Japan and Russia 120 years ago. I got it. So that was... Fine. The problem is, I. It's not clear to me that he understands that that the bad guys in this situation is Russia. Ukraine was not going to invade Russia, and there's one guy. There's one group of people aiming for apartment buildings, not military complexes, and that's Russia. So they're about to get their ass kicked this summer. So that might play itself out. I just thought that the president is the reason, main reason why he's surging in retrospect. Sid is because. Everyone thirsts for his policies. His policies are so much better than what we're living in right now, the the, the begin but don't end with the border. People are going, I'm giving this guy another look. So if he can massage that message, tell his story better, look forward and less really push to look back on 2020, uh, I think he's in, in a pretty good situation right now. But I would not be bringing up voting machines And anything else in in 2020 and talking about ballots and tubs because nothing backs up his statement. Fair enough. That's what Caitlin Collins
0: said time and time again on Wednesday. My main man, Brian Kilmeade, on this Friday morning. So as I mentioned uh, at the very top, I've got an exclusive interview coming up, Brian, in about three hours, 940 this morning. Nice. Tom Kniff, his uh, client, Daniel Penny, being arraigned. will be at a police station this morning and uh, then, of course, uh, go to court. And Tom will speak to me. After that, and look, somebody asked me on Katz show yesterday, Rita did, in fact, are you surprised he was charged? And I said, no. Come on, man. This is New York City. You've got a dead man on a subway platform, at the hands of a black man, at the hands of a white man. We just had three or four days of protest. Someone eventually is going to be charged with something. Now, I was actually happy, of course, he was charged with manslaughter, too, or not murder, because I said, for days, you cannot charge this man with murder. Now, it's not the Alba situation. Alba, that was self-defense. This guy jumped in to help a passenger. That's not self-defense. So, I'm not surprised he got charged, but I feel better it's not murder. And I do believe, because I know Tom Kinnip, a very, very good lawyer, that he'll find a way to get this thing thrown out and the Marine will be fine because I, I maintain the Marine is a hero. More New Yorkers need to do what this Marine did. But to think there'd be no charges
1: in this in New York City, I thought was very unrealistic. Right. Uh, I just hope, you know, you saw some of those, co- those comments from uh, nameless eyewitnesses who are going to come forward saying this guy's a hero and that he didn't engage... He didn't engage uh, the the victim, Jordan Neely, right away until he became a, clearly a threat. Then he locked him up in a submission hold, never meant to choke. It was meant to subdue. And evidently, what happened in between, we don't know yet. But I'm telling you today, that subway's a dangerous place. And that was 2.30 in the afternoon on the F train, which is right below my building. And I'm telling you right now... Sid, if there's something that happens, even with you, with with all your muscle and knowledge of self-defense, I would recommend that you don't get involved. It's going to be hard not to. But if you see someone losing their mind and you say, I got to jump up because this woman's going to get hit – After seeing what's happened, the protests that have taken place, the way this kid uh, in West Islip's life has turned upside down and all his family members, too, and now he's going to be looking at court cases, not a career after the Marines. How could you possibly say get involved?
0: Well, listen, uh, Jesse Waters asked me that on his show on Friday night. He said, Sid, you know, like, a big guy, would you do it? And I said four days ago, without any hesitation, to your point, Brian, I said to Jesse, Friday, at this point, No way. Because that citizen is like a cop, right? The cop does their job, and more than often, they get lame-basted by the media. They can't win. Same thing now with a guy like Daniel Penny. So to your point, yes, people will be less inclined to get involved, and that makes New York less safe. Last thing, in about two minutes here, the mayor has done it again. I yelled at the mayor, literally yelled at him on this program about two weeks ago. I said, Eric, stop using the word racist. When you use the word racist, more than often, people will label you as a racist, all right? The, the the issue is not black, it's blue, it's Democrats, it's policy. And again, yesterday, Ed Day, Rockland County, calls him an anti-Semite and a racist. Why does the mayor feel the need, Brian Kilmeade, to keep calling people racist? It's stupid.
1: The way he handled Daniel Penny, I loved it. The way he handled the governor of Texas calling him a racist and now calling this guy a bigot. Uh, is, is sickening. It's 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 uh, an insult because Ed Day is not saying my this black mayor better not send Hispanics to my county. He's saying they're illegal immigrants. I got elected to protect my twenty nine thousand constituents. Why are you doing this without calling me? Why are you cutting deals with a hotel without telling me? And now he's a bigot. And what it does is it's a insult to everybody listening. And when you start doing that to people that aren't racist, anti-Semitic, and aren't sexist or anything else, they shut you down and they're done with you. If you ever want to destroy your career, continue it. And I was just so proud of the way he's handled to this point, the the subway situation. And he keeps on staring down all these people who want to inflame it like our idiotic governor. And then he does this. And by the way, it's not stopping. We have war between the Texas National Guard and the federal troops, and federal policy, and border patrol, and now we're gonna have war between the city and the suburbs in New York, and I'm sure it's gonna spread, all because our federal government has decided not to do its job, and actually do one of the few things it could do to destroy the fabric of our country, and that is open up the back door and let up to 10 million in. It's crazy.
0: It is insane and
1: unsustainable. Who's on One Nation tomorrow night? Going live, I'm going to have Will Cain, a lot of experts with me, uh, Jason Chaffetz, because I'm going to be uh, dissolving back and forth from the DeSantis rally at 7.30 uh, to the Trump rally at 8. I'm not sure if anything starts on time, so I'm just going to play it fast and loose like we do with with our radio shows.
0: It's going to be great. One Nation's a great show, folks. 8 p.m. every Saturday night on Fox News. Brian's about to get going on Fox and Friends momentarily. And, of course, you can catch Brian right after me, 10 o'clock every weekday morning, doing a great job here on WABC. As always, Brian, great to catch up, buddy. You the man. Love you. Do it again next week. Have a
1: great weekend. And congratulations on all your interviews,
0: Sid. Keep making news. Thank you, buddy. There he is, Brian Kilmeade, right after me, 10 o'clock every morning. We'll take a short break. You've got a huge guest list, as I mentioned to Brian, at the top coming up today. So keep it right here. Sid Rosenberg on a Friday.